Welcome to Rounding Down the Little Outdoors and Bad Person Podcast. The dares ask what is good and what is bad and treat the Outdoors and Bad Person question. I'm Jordan Jesus, my host, a man who hates to breed. It's I hate to breed. I, I hate breeding. to breed. I hate breeding. Hey, Chid, how are you? I'm good. I'm doing well. I'm having a positive week and I'm kicking some positive jams off. Oh, okay. Are you listening to Righteous Jams? Are you, are you down with the, the FSUs? uh no comment but all right let's just say good. it's good to see you're scared oh i'm not scared i'm not like moby <laughs> no one's gonna punch me in the face in a boston beatdown video you also don't have giant uh animal rights tattoos on your arms in block letters well that's what they hated most of all was his animal rights support and to breed uh and to breed how's your week going uh my week's going really well i have tomorrow off so i'm, I'm stoked about that i'm gonna go get for fun for pleasure yeah for pleasure i'm getting tattooed so you're getting a tattoo you tattoo the Rolling yes Stones record uh i'm getting tattoo the, the those girls that kissed the russian singers mm. i'm gonna Interesting get their that you portrait get a russian tattoo in this time of russian aggression but that <laughs> yeah. checks out based on everything i know about you why what's going on in russia i don't know what about the ukraine is something happening there that i should know about i just call it ukraine not the ukraine personally but okay that's just me all right uh chid been a while since we got a soccer update how, how about you give us a little soccer update oh thank you yes uh coach shit coach shit corner etc wow not a whistle that was impressive uh, <laughs> oh i did it <laughs> it's a whistle <laughs> okay good good job good job wow, you're pitch perfect too that's incredible yeah uh so i um had a good we our team is undefeated still we have two games left we're six and oh uh, not that technically anyone's keeping six score, and oh in six and under, but every game, my team scores like between seven and nine goals in the first half and then scores between four and five goals in the second half. Very Boston Celtics like in a lot of respects. Yeah, but at least they're, they're, still, they're still scoring. <laughs> they're still scoring. Uh, we, get, we get a lot, a lot slower and a lot more we get into that half court offense and just, uh, no one makes any passes and just all. People taking contested shots that get uh, rejected in the in the second half. Okay. But anyway, we're still six and zero, oh, so clearly yeah, there's yeah, something yeah. happening there. Well, we we added another. While I was in Italy, we added another kid named Brian, who's like, uh, I, I at this point, I just think the league is like, this is our this. If this team doesn't go undefeated, I, I feel like the league must have like money wagered on us, us not losing a match because. Oh wow! I can't believe Chid that you're. I know you've been gambling a lot because I've your your DMs and your text messages have been involving uh, gambling. Mm-hmm, so are mm-hmm. you gambling on your own? I'm not gambling soccer on team. It. I wouldn't do that. I signed a petition that said I wouldn't, but I did. I do, however, believe someone in the league has a vested interest in us winning every match because this kid Brian that they added to us like in week five, like he was a late season addition. Yeah, he's like we have other really good kids, but this kid is from Brazil, and he's like it's it's not even fair that he's, he's a ringer. playing under six soccer. Are yeah. you so? Is there a chance that he's like ten? And no, he's saying that he's, he's six. No, he's a six year old. But like in practice, like I obviously have what it takes to stay in front of him and block every shot he takes. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I have the body of not a six-year-old, so it's a lot harder for them when he's doing his rainbows and his his crazy dribble shit. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's, he's great, and he, like, takes crazy shots. And anyway, 
Do, it's been do a lot the other coaches get concerned when you speak to him in Portuguese? Like they don't know what kind of secret play you're calling for? Oh, I have two kids on my team whose primary language is Portuguese, which is some wild stuff. Yeah. And so like my son after practice and I was like, I should learn Portuguese. And I was like, that wouldn't hurt. But he's like, I got to communicate with my teammates better. I was like, you're very that, sweet. That That is very sweet. Also, I mean, if he's ever in Fall River, he'll be all set. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's wild stuff. Uh, the kids are doing great. The twins I've not seen. They didn't come to the game when oh, I came no. back from vacation, and they didn't come to practice tonight. So hopefully I, they'll be there on, on Saturday. I hope it wasn't that tough talk you gave that kid. I don't think it was. They're, apparently the uh, assistant coach ran into their dad at like the spring recital at their school, and the dad said they're coming, but they weren't here tonight. Um, but they're they're good kids. I hope we get them back soon. And uh, yeah, but anyway, my team is is great. We got a lot of scorers. Play a lot of great defense. Uh, play hard. Kids are still running into each other like they're it like they are they will not get injured, which is some wild shit. I guess they don't realize that when they're six. But my god, um, the amount like even in our scrimmage tonight, if I were like actually officiating it like a real soccer match, there would have been like three red cards. <laughs> how like how many red scrimmage. cards did your son get? Uh, tonight he only would have probably had one. Okay. He, he had, but he. Has he toned it down at all, or is he still just he's like trying. pulling people? Like, we talked about that, and like he's tried. He's like definitely tried, but he has no, like, you know, he has no like physical awareness of what his body is doing. He just like yeah. bolt runs into things. If I had and, to compare that to anything, I'd say it's your ability to not tweet. So like your your kid throwing around uh, his body and getting red cards is like the way that you throw around tweets. Mm, mm, mm. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah, anyway, so that's my update. I think we stand a good chance to go undefeated. Uh, they're playing two teams we've already played to close out the season. I'm, I'm feeling so you very got two optimistic. more games, it's eight total, and you're six and oh, six and oh, two games left. Uh, I like our chances, and uh, yeah, we got offers to go try out for like a travel team. Oh, wow, okay. But I was like, I'm not gonna try. The day when I bring a six, like I'm not going to drive a six year old two and a half hours to play soccer against other kids. There's plenty of fucking kids within 20 minutes of our house for him to play against right now. Like maybe when he's 12 and he's like actually really into or 10 or I don't know. I don't know what age you should start getting serious about these things, but like Mm. I just want him to have fun. I don't really. I don't know what age he's going to be able to start uh, spending at least 18 hours a day playing soccer so he can have. you know, harnessed, harnessed all of his potential by the time he's 16. So I met a guy, I, I was at a work event last week and I met a guy from uh, one of our international offices and his son who's eight is trying out for two different European soccer clubs. Cause they like sign kids when they're like eight, nine, 10 over there. That's wild. And he's like, I, and he basically was like, I sometimes play soccer and I like that he plays, but I don't want him to be a professional soccer player. And I was like, well, that's why he's certainly on the path for that. Why don't you want him to be a professional soccer player? Like, don't you want to like retire when he because I think to he, make money? Well, I think what he was saying is that's not, it's the same thing as like having a son who's good at baseball and being like, oh, my son's going to make it to the big leagues. It's like for every kid whose parents think trying. That, there's maybe, but you make no money playing like in the lower, lower levels of soccer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you're, there's a way that you might, I think, especially in Europe, like give up most of your education to just play soccer. I wouldn't know. I'm not, I'm not, I've never played soccer. Anyway. Uh, a real treat. I was in LA last week, as you may know. Uh, I'm aware. Uh, how how was it? Did you go to Burbank? I didn't go to Burbank. I, I didn't go to Burbank at all. I did go to the Dynasty Typewriter and see an improv show. Okay, how was that? Our, our friend Mitch and uh, did, you, did you tell him you know someone from Quincy? 
No, I didn't talk to anybody. I but our it was Gillian Jacobs was like the monologist, and it had Mitch, and it had Mary Holland, and it had uh, Tim Baltz, and Lily Sullivan, and Lauren Lapkus, and Arden Marine, and uh, some other people. It was very good. Uh, I've never been very, to an improv show. Very funny, very funny show. Uh, had a great time there. I also went back to Hal and Ray's in Chinatown in oh, yeah. GTLA. Very good still, uh, although not as good as you know it was for that's pandemic. The, that's the hot chicken. Yeah, I got yeah. a medium this time. I think last time I got a hot, and it. Yeah, he, I had but he like gave explosive. you extra chicken. Did he remember you? Yeah, he, hey, extra chicken guy. He gave me an. He gave me a free um, banana pudding this time. Oh wow! Yes, he, he once again asked where I was from. I said I'm from Philly. He said, "What are you doing here?" And I said, "I just came here from the airport." And he gave it to me for free. So uh, apparently, he likes when people go right to their from the airport to his restaurant. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I also saw one of our mutual friends from fantasy football in person. We had a great time, went for a long hike in Pasadena. Oh, nice. And also uh, someone who we happen to have had on the show before who lives in Pasadena, though I texted and said, I'm in the town you live in. He did not say, well, he said, well, cool. I think that's what he replied. He didn't make any, he didn't make any <laughs> attempt to meet up with me even a little bit. Chid, I mean, it's something I accepted a long time. I'm an acquired taste, just like you're an acquired taste. Mm, mm, Maybe he was mm, busy. He, I'm sure he was busy. But uh, but it's more funny to give people shit about that. Yeah. So uh, anyway, it was a good trip. All in all, very busy. I also spent I went for a long walk on Friday night and I went Ooh. to Muscle Beach. Oh, did you? I don't know if you know this, but I'm jacked now. I got jacked. Uh, I, I, I knew that about you, actually. I got jacked on Muscle Beach. I can tell your face has uh, put on muscle. It's definitely swole from all the jacking I did. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because Chid, I can usually, we record on zoom for our audience. Uh, and I can usually tell, uh, if our intro is going to be good because usually our guest will like chuckle or, but, uh, our, our guest today is very, very stoic. So I'm having a hard time knowing if these are going to, he's not having any fun at all. No, he he looks upset. He's like, I don't know why I'm here. Anyway, today's guest is here to talk about Jean-Claude Van Damme and baseball. You may know him from the internet. I know him from the internet. It's your boy, Wally Greg. Hello, boys. How you doing, Greg? So uh, I I was trying to be stoic because I don't know how sensitive AirPods are, and I didn't want to hear, I didn't want any chuckles coming through on the recording. So I was just trying to be a polite guest. Um, but also, this goes back to when my aunt would take me to shows. Uh, she would think I was having the worst time. And then <laughs> she'd ask my mom how, like, did he like it? She's like, oh, and my mom would be like, oh, yeah, he said he had the best time. He had so much fun. My aunt would be like, he looked miserable the entire time. I, so I, I that's wasn't trying to bring up a terrible childhood memory of yours. I'm sorry. I was, I was like, what kind of shows did your aunt bring you to? Like like drama? Comedy? Comedy clubs? No, like, like, like concerts. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. What, what yeah. kind of concerts did you go to with your aunt? Uh, the first show that she took me to was uh, Bane and One King Down when I was 11. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Your aunt yeah. sounds great. Uh, yeah, she's I'm, I'm going to see Bane in a couple of weeks and I'm, I'm interested to see how that'll go. Hang on, Cy. Are you telling me that Bane, a band that had a big, big, <laughs> big last show, got back together? Yeah, it's something I've yelled about on the internet several times since they announced that they were mm. playing. Has but, Guns Up done a reunion? Tour yet? Uh, Guns Up has not done a reunion tour yet, but they've played tons of fucking shows since they did that okay. last giant show and put okay. out a DVD. Okay. Um, but yeah, my I have friends who are coming in from Cleveland for the Bane show, so I have to go. Uh, otherwise, I would not go. Mm, mm, mm. They bought me a ticket. 
Greg, is I got I have more questions about your aunt. Uh, yeah. Is your aunt like the cool younger sister of your mom? Is that the way this works? Am I? Did I? Yeah. Divine yeah. that correctly? You got it. Okay. You got it. Yeah. Interesting. I, I did see One King Down about a, two months ago. Uh, they they played Boston uh, with I Earth know. Crisis. I, I was uh, catching up on some episodes, and I I heard you say that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Earth Crisis early. sounded Earth Crisis yeah. sounded like shit. Uh, yeah. But, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, this is a new one, and everyone's like, what? Yeah. So, they got to prepare for that. Ones. That's what people are there for, for sure. You, you yeah. got to see those new ones. Uh, also, like, it's especially funny when hardcore bands do, though, we're going to play a new one thing because it's like people like The Cure is doing a tour right now and they are apparently playing like four to six new songs every night. Yeah, I watched and a it's video like, of a new song and I'm like, no one cares about this. People, people don't want to hear new songs from The Cure, but like conceivably, that's a band that probably still is like writing good songs. It's It's very funny when it's a hardcore band that like hasn't written. It like bolds like here's our new material. What's what's funnier about that shit is like a hardcore band has probably a 15 to 20 minute set. So they don't have a lot of time. They got to like pack in the hits. Whereas the fucking cure yeah. will play three or four hour sets. Like that's what they're known for is like mm. incredibly long sets. So so they can squeeze in a new one here or there and that's fine. But when you have 15 or 20 minutes, maybe do a cover. But no, no one's there for the new stuff. I mean, so what you're saying is like. Robert Smith and the cure may very well be the sting of performing live. Yeah. They go yeah, for three they, or four hours. Yep. Yep. For sure. Uh, tantric concert. Mm, mm. Hey, did you Not ever to be see confused tantric? with an actual tantric concert? <laughs> did you ever see the band tantric live? <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. I had the pleasure. What was their song? Was it breakdown? Uh, was that breakdown? what it was? Yeah. Breakdown. I know the breakdown. <laughs> Well, they had another song too. Was Tantric uh, the guy from Creed? Was that his other band? I think Tantric was the. Or was that was Alter that Bridge? Days of the New. I think Tantric okay. was the members of Days of the New who were thrown out of Days of the New. Okay. Wow. Yeah, and then Alter Bridge was the the dude from that Creed's the Creed other band. Guy. Yeah, Mark Tremonti's. Yeah, band. I was trying to. I I wanted to call him Tony Iamani, but I I know that's Black Sabbath dude. <laughs> Couldn't I think of... call him. I wanted to call him Bob Salami, but I knew that was wrong. <laughs> did I have a question? Yes. When you were in Italy, did you bring back little soccer players like the Will Ferrell movie, Kicking and Screaming, or something? I should have. Is mean, that why you're undefeated? I didn't need to. That's the unfortunate reality. Is like they already just stacked my team. I think part of that is because I was a late edition coach, and I I don't know. I, well, it's just kind of luck of the draw because for under six, I think when you get to under eight and up they like have a draft ostensibly where like the, the coaches are like, Oh, I know this kid. I'll draft this kid or this kid or this kid lives in my neighborhood or like that kind of shit. So there's a lot of like cronyism to that. And for under six, I think it's just random. Like aside from the coach's kid, like you get your own son, obviously it's just like random assignments. And though like somehow by happenstance, we just ended up with a whole bunch of kids who like a couple of them have older brothers who are like excellent at soccer, which certainly helps um, or older sisters who are excellent at soccer. Uh, but yeah, it's it's wild shit. Now, Chid, have you been sanctioned for doing extra practices or anything like that? Maybe Not yet. They haven't caught extra me. fifteen minutes. You, you got to see these practices are so funny because they are very. I mean, I have an assistant coach. Like the coach who coached my son in under six in the fall was just by himself, and he had like thirteen kids, and he was so frustrated all the time because it's very hard to coach thirteen like six year olds, like five and six year olds. But we only have nine uh, with this kid Brian added. And I have an assistant coach, so it's like it's pretty easy to like 
each of us coach four and a half kids, basically. Now, I have an important question for you, Chid. Now, you said that uh, he's your assistant coach. Um, did you, when you first started talking to him, did you differentiate? You let him know, like, you can join, but I'm the head coach and you're the assistant coach, kind of like I'm the co host that. of this podcast, like you. Yeah, he's the league let him know that. I didn't even have to set the record straight to him. Uh, but he did get his moment to shine when I went to Italy and he coached uh, for for two games without me. So. Yeah, and they won both of them. They did, yeah. But yeah, He's taking a bigger role, but I keep telling him to like shut up and take a back seat and not show me up in front of the kids. But the twins that you were one of them, one of whom you had to have a heart to heart with uh, have not come back. No, no. I, I, but I think they, that they were they, there when you were, were gone, there, but they haven't come know. back since you're back. They were there. Yeah, they haven't seen me yet. So mm. they were there the game, uh, the last game when I was gone. And he said, like, they seem one of them scored a goal and then they haven't come back since. So I don't know if they're just like going out on top or if like they don't like him as much. It's probably that. Like, they probably just like miss Coach Chid. Yeah, I would miss you if you were gone. One of the other kids uh, who speaks Portuguese was giving me a bunch of hugs today. So he was like very happy to see me, apparently. Did he say something uh, to the effect of Calabuca regularly to you or? No. Okay. That means shut up in Portuguese. No, he didn't say any Calabuca to me. Okay. He's, he's a good kid. We, it's just so much fun. It's a great time coaching these kids. I also like got my assistant coach. Like, so a few weeks ago I started running, I would make them do sprints and I would run and, and race them all, uh, which is very funny because they all really want to beat me. And like, even though I weigh eight times more than these kids, uh, some of them, I still beat most of them in a, in a, in a sprint, which is your, funny. Your legs have to be considered. Oh yeah. That's, longer. that's why, but like <laughs> it's, it's close. Like I beat them all the first time we did it. And then the second time, like half of them beat me and then we'll do a third one. And like, they all beat me, but, uh, or you're building them up, but the yeah. assistant coach, uh, like was thought I was insane. And now he, I have him also running the sprint. So we're like all just racing like fucking maniacs. There's not a single other coach out there on the practice field doing what we're doing. So I think that's probably part of it too. Like we're legitimately running sprints with these kids and having them do like dribble drills where we're kicking the ball away from them. And it's called you know, innovation, Chid. It's called it's called like coaching them as if like they're playing competitive soccer, which they're really not. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Craig, I have a question for you, which is you wanted to talk about baseball. I've heard that you're a fan of the Boston Red Sox. Speak on that. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm a fan of the Boston Red Sox. You nailed it. Uh, anything else you need to know? <laughs> what how do you think like i guess roster construction wise how is it possible to have a team that's like over 500 that absolutely just gives up like six runs a game it's they're a very frustrating team to watch starting pitching really bothers me uh bullpens okay um now, but that, now that they dfa'd ryan brazier ryan brazier get the hell out of here uh <laughs> There, it seems like they've always been offense first, and that's what keeps them in the game. Um, you know, not since Pedro left, but uh, they haven't had that stud starting pitcher. But um, yeah, it's they're a frustrating team to watch and follow all year long because there's games they should win that they just entirely shit the bed. Uh, yeah, that's about do you it. Think, do you think Chris, Chris Sale is uh, putting it back together now? I mean. He's looked good his past couple starts, so there's hope there. But he's, you know he's going to get hurt again, so you can't put too much faith in that. Mm. Saleh should watch out for his bicycle. He, he does he have should, to watch yeah. out for bicycles and uh, things, TVs in the, the 
clubhouse of your triple jerseys that he doesn't care for yeah or the wrong throwback that he and a pair of scissors who's your who's your favorite pitcher in the rotation right now and are you excited that Corey kluber's on on brian is it brian bello is it brian 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 bello he's he's okay i mean it's it's nice to see a young guy in the rotation I mean, I don't really like anybody in the starting <laughs> rotation. <laughs> are you are you uh like are you keeping for Cutter Crawford to come back into oh, the God. rotation? He's no, so I'm not. Um Do you think that kind of, his name, like when his parents named him Cutter, they were like, he's gonna be a major league pitcher. Was the cutter even around when he was born? <laughs> well, I I've, all I gotta say is like we're five years away from like nineteen year old pitching phenoms named Slutter. Slutter Matt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm still kind of upset. They let Matt Strom leave because he's looking pretty good. For Cause you love his hair. His mm. hair is beautiful. It is. Um, I heard of having a hell of a season. Is yeah. That true? He, he looks he's like great. a monster. Yeah. Uh, hmm. so that stinks too. Um, well, it's okay. John Henry has to spend all his money on a hockey team. Now he can't, can't yeah, possibly Dr. Creepy, you know, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, no one really on the pitching staff gets me too excited. You um, have a, a favorite new player on the team? Yoshida is pretty, pretty uh, fun to watch. I yeah. like, I like him. Um, I liked uh, Kike when he was on the Dodgers. So when he signed with Boston, I was very happy about that. Um, you like Turner? Not really. <laughs> um, you like Justin Turn too? No, no, can't say. I do the whole. Uh, COVID and celebrating on field when he was positive with the Dodgers really soured me on him as a person. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's tough. Um, so I'm happy let, that they're performing well, but yeah, it's kind of hard. hard let's say they're, let's say they're five games above 500 at the trade deadline. Are you mm-hmm. buying or are you selling if you're this team? What could they even sell? What yeah, they what could they sell? sell? <laughs> uh, prospects, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that farm, that farm system, Heim, Heim Bloom has uh, returned to its glory. Mm. As as long as they don't trade away Marcelo Mayer, who I have been stocking up on his <laughs> autographs. Uh, recently promoted. Yeah. Promoted to double A? Double A, yeah. Mm. Um, he fit right in with the Tampa Bay double A's. Hey. You think they're cheating? Like Tampa? cheating, like stealing signs and doing steroids, or cheating in a more cheating, sophisticated yeah, way? Stealing, stealing signs. I think uh, everyone's stealing signs still. Their numbers at home—that's that's the big theory on Twitter—is the the razor somehow. I I think everyone's finished. stealing signs still if they can. I it just oh yeah, they're, they're finding more clever ways to not get caught, and then they'll get caught and they'll find another way. Mm, mm, mm. What I know about them is so far they're playing like a team whose second best player is not going to be terrible in the playoffs. When they trade him? No, I just mean like, you know, like they're playing like a team that like their best player is not going to get injured in the start of a game seven. Their second best player is their second best player is not going to like play like utter dog shit for a whole series when it really matters. Like that that kind of thing. <sighs> not nice. I it's don't a, like this. It's very not nice. It's too soon. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, Tampa, as, as of recording, is 39 and 17, which is fucking insane. What do they start um, like, uh, 11 or 12 and 0? 12 yeah. and 0, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're 26 and 6 at home, which is fucking wild. Uh, 
and yeah, they're a plus one nineteen in runs <laughs> differential, which is like that's like around usually how teams finish a season, not yeah. where they are, not at the halfway point. Um, like how good teams finish a season. So yeah, it's it's wild shit right now. Uh, the Rangers are also uh, have a wild run differential. They're not that far behind. The Rangers are thirty five and nineteen, um, and they are plus one thirty two. Uh, what even better run differential? What so, I what I appreciate. Uh, is for the first two weeks of the season, Chid was trying very hard to talk to me about the Red Sox, and he was trying to uh, say positive things about them, and I was vehemently against them. Sai, I just went into I like basically positive bombed Sai about the Red Sox because he was being so negative. But I was like, baseball <laughs> season starting, you got to be excited for your Red Sox, and so I just kept like sending him updates where every time they'd win, I'd be like, the Red Sox won again. I don't know if you saw. And like they had like a few walk-offs in the first two weeks and I would, would uh, you know, send them the videos. But yeah, I, I like, I don't know. That's a very, baseball's fun again. I will say like, it has been fun to watch baseball this year. I think that it's like, they it's even part have of that, part now. of that because like they do have some commercials, which I, I thought was interesting, but is part of that because the pitch clock, like, is that is that really pain? I haven't watched still. I, I've watched really? I, I watched like 10 minutes today before we came on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pitch clock makes like a huge difference. It just makes yeah. the game way more like you can the games are like two and a half to three hours instead of yeah. instead of like in the American. Well, since there's DH everywhere now, it doesn't even matter the league. But it's two and a half to three hours instead of three and a half to four hours, which yeah. is a huge difference. There is a game that finished last week that was two hours and one minute. Like <laughs> That's yeah, which is like that. That's like, 19, that's like 1965 game. Yeah, times. that's. Um, I, I wish the Red Sox numbers were like closer to the league average because I still know it's higher uh, as far as their their total time played. Yeah, I think the Red Sox and Yankees are both still very slow comparatively. Yeah, but part of that is because the Red Sox lineup. I know you got like Turner. You get, they they still take a shitload of pitches. That's still like they're yeah. like grinding down people in at bats and optimization and all that. Which, whatever. I mean, it. the point is, like, if teams want to do that, there needs to be a mechanism to make it so that there's not some jackass holding a ball for 70 seconds before yeah. every pitch. So I was just I was just reading a stat uh, earlier today that said the Red Sox have the highest OPS uh, on first pitches, but the problem is the Red Sox don't take the first pitch most of the time, but when they do swing at the first pitch, they're the best in the league. Mm. Um, so it's that whole philosophy of, you know, money ball. Uh, yeah, it's... It's interesting. Yeah. This season has been like the Oakland A's, uh, Uncle Howard's team, 6-23 and 23 <laughs> at home, 5-22 and 22 on the road. <laughs> so consistent. Uh, but they are 11-45 uh, as of error record day. And uh, there's like news that they may get moved out of Oakland. The league may like essentially like eminent domain them out of Oakland. It sounds well, like. Well, they already, they have a deal uh, in Las Vegas for a okay. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say because they can't get a stadium deal, right? Like that's no. the big yeah. issue. Yeah, I, I don't blame Oakland for not. I mean, you know, Oakland could take the approach that MLS does and make a really small stadium and bang it out every night, like have it sell out and have like a crazy crowd. They have an opportunity to do that, and they don't have to spend all the money on a whatever the coliseum or whatever the I, fuck the size of that place yeah. is. The coliseum is insane. That's that's always been an insane stadium. But the point is that. I think the cost of building anything is so extreme now that even building a very yeah. small municipal stadium stadium probably costs like, I don't know, $40 million or something. Like if you're building like an 8,000 seat stadium. Yeah. But I mean, the team could pay for that. They don't have to 
crowdfunding. Oh, sure. Yes. They, they well, don't have to like the take tax money or tax money or whatever. Right. They, they would need money yeah. and they would also need an owner who doesn't want to enrage the other 29 owners. So I'm going to talk again. I read something and I don't know the exact figures, but basically Oakland agreed to build a new stadium. Right. But they want to, the owner wants to move to Vegas. And okay. so he has the pretty much Las Vegas is bending him over a barrel now because he wants to leave. They know he wants to go there. So the benefits they're going to give him uh, are less than what Oakland was going to. And now it's like, is he going to, you know, tuck his tail between his legs and go back to Oakland? Or is he going to move forward with Vegas with having to pay more for the new stadium? And uh, I guess, something like that. I guess that's going to depend on what the other owners want from a revenue yeah. generation standpoint. Yeah. standpoint so like it's it's just like the nfl like whatever yeah. the board of governors you know whatever the owners want you to do whatever's going to generate more revenue um yeah i want to just take a look at the average attendance they're saying the average attendance in 2023 for home games is 8889 in oakland yeah that's, a, that's that's more than or that are, like that's more that's definitely they, a lie right are they it's lying really, about the numbers like the red Sox are though I mean, I think that they could sell out the Red Sox now. <laughs> yeah, like seventeen years or something. But yeah, I think that that's I think that's a lie by like maybe not a factor of ten. I'm not saying that there's eight hundred and eighty nine people at these games. Yeah, but there's probably closer to eight hundred and eighty nine than eight thousand eight hundred. Yeah, I feel like uh, they set the record for like lowest attendance for a game last week, and it was like just over two thousand people in the stadium. Yeah, Chid and I went to a Red Sox game last year. And it was not sold out. No, not even close. <laughs> yeah, I've but, never. Yeah, but it wasn't like there were still probably. I mean, that stadium holds what now? Forty five thousand, forty four thousand yeah. people. Yeah, there's probably still twenty thousand people. Yeah, there. yeah. Who who they play? The Royals? Is that who we saw them play? It was someone shitty, and yeah. it was like after the trade deadline when they had already committed to punting on the season, basically. Yeah, um, but they didn't really because. Yeah, what right? Like, I guess they, they were technically they, in it, but they didn't seem like they were trying to win games. It was very yeah. strange. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was a it was a wild game. There were quite a few home runs. I think Xander Bogarts hit a home run that game. But that was also the season last season. I think the I believe the Red Sox had like the fewest home runs or among the fewest home runs in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Um, not a lot of pop in that lineup last year, which like largely it would appear that their power numbers are better this year. I don't know. I mean, I know that they got that guy, Jern Dern, who's uh, hitting the cover off the ball. I like to see Jern Dern out there. Yeah, he really <clears throat> adjusted Dern. his swing. Well, it's because he's not poisoned by the liberal vaccine, you know. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if he's he on the steroids. by the liberal HGH. <laughs> Jern Dern. Jern uh, Dern. And speaking of guys whose names sound like Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, Let's talk about Jean-Claude Van Damme. Why are you I would love a, to. a big fan of his? I've been watching his movies my entire life almost. I mean, it feels like probably since I was like five or six. So your I aunt was taking you to hardcore shows and, and my, letting you watch Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, movies. No, I was a latchkey kid. So okay, the TV same. was my babysitter and I would put on whatever. And okay. we had a uh, we had a legal cable, had a black box. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all the movie channels and uh, the 90s was a great time for action movies. 90s was a great time to have a black box as a as a this teen and a preteen yeah. too. Oh yeah, we don't need to talk about that. We're talking about something more. <laughs> you don't want to talk about the Spice Channel. Uh, I didn't get the Spice Channel. Mm, mm, Just the Playboy. Mm, 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 All right, so Jean Claude mm. Van Damme. 
Yeah, what's what's your favorite Jean Claude movie? It's a you know I can go back and forth between it's Bloodsport or Time Cop. Mm. I I gotta say I'm looking at uh, I am not IMDb at Rotten Tomatoes and hundred percent like, across the board. No, they rank movies <laughs> like by what their tomato meter rating is. So they say that his number one movie is uh, JCVD. JCVD, yeah. Uh, which maybe it is. I don't know, but. That, because it has an 84%. Uh, but then, like, yeah. So Bloodsport is a 46%, and Time Cop is a 42%. I don't know how people miss that, like, these movies rule. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what they were looking for. Those are snobs. Mm. Do you guys That's think, what I'll say. Do you guys think that Jean-Claude Van Damme is the first person to have uh, the word double in two of his movies that weren't related to one another? Yeah. Okay. Good, I also think Jean-Claude Van Damme is the person who has the most movies where he plays more than one character. <laughs> uh, so are you a fan of like Jean-Claude Van Damme outside of movies? Like, do you like his whole persona um, where he's a cop and he can beat up everybody? He shows other cops how to beat up everybody. That's Steven Seagal. Oh, my bad. Come Jesus on. Jesus Christ. I, yeah. This is embarrassing. I, I might have to get off this call right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's not the first time I've that. mixed up someone with someone else. Steven Seagal <laughs> is the one who uh, has great politics, but r- really bad hair. Yeah. Yeah. He also, cool. does he, he like lives in Russia now. He's like a, he, he like taught Vladimir Putin, like how to do Aikido or something like that. When there's one? like, there's videos of Steven Seagal doing martial arts where he's barely moving, but guys are just diving <laughs> People on flipping. the ground around him. Now, which, which one great. of them was in the, the sequel to Three Ninjas? Uh, not, not Jean-Claude Van Damme. Was it, was it the other Jean-Claude guy? Van Damme is the muscles from Brussels. I don't know if you okay. know this. Uh, Brussels sprouts? Yeah. He yes. invented those. That's oh, from him. sick. I met some people from Brussels last week. Did did they know who Jean Claude Van Damme was? I I failed to ask them that question, but I you, really should have. You met people from Brussels and didn't bring up Jean Claude Van Damme. No, I fucked up. Did I they fucked up sp- big time. Did they smile and hand you a Vegemite sandwich? That's the <laughs> land down under. Brussels is actually in Europe. Yeah, but he said you know. he said in that song he said he met someone from Brussels and he had a lot of muscles. Yeah, or something. That's men at work. Can you whistle that? There we go. That was pretty good. That's perfect. Greg, how would you rate that? Uh, Good. It's like like I'm listening on an AM radio. Yeah. So you said your favorite uh, is a tie between Bloodsport and what other movie? Sudden death. Time, time Sud- cop. Time oh. cop, not sudden death. Oh. Sudden death was the hockey one, wasn't it? That's a hockey one, yeah. Yeah. I have I have a sudden death hockey jersey upstairs in my closet. Damn. That's pretty impressive. I gotta say, it's I tight. saw a lot of these movies. Like I remember watching Lionheart. I definitely watched Double Impact. I definitely saw Kickboxer and Kickboxer 2, maybe. I th- oh, uh, I saw Bloodsport. I, I saw all these when I was a kid. But I don't think I ever saw a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie in theaters. Did you see Double Team? Not to be confused with Double Impact? Mm, no. That's the one with Dennis Rodman? Yeah. No, uh, well, I didn't see that. What about Death Warrant? I didn't see that either. I also didn't see 
the Street Fighter movie until I saw it on illegal cable. Yeah, good one. I think that Jean Claude <laughs> that's one way to describe it. <laughs> has the most amount oh, of movies that could be metal band names. Yeah. The Order, The yeah. Quest, Knockoff. Yep. All good metal bands. Cyborg, Wake of Death. I'm I'm looking up at my VHS collection of Jean Claude Van Damme movies, and yeah, there's those are some good names there. How, how many uh, VHS JCVD movies do you have? Uh, do you want me to count them for you? Sure. Yeah, if you could Let's count see. them, if just read read them out loud as you as you see them. Sai, okay. wait. I'm gonna say over under is seven. Do you think he has more or less than seven? Sai. Jean-Claude Van Damme movies or no, VHS? No, no. How many does Greg have on VHS in front of him? For Jean-Claude Van Damme? Over or v- under seven. VHS or Jean-Claude Van Damme movies? Yes, both. VHS or Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. How he many? Has, over under seven. He has over seven VHS movies. He has under seven Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Dear God, Cy. Okay. Go ahead, Greg. You want me, you want me to count, count them off? All right. Uh, one, No Retreat, No Surrender. Two, Black Eagle. Three, Bloodsport. Four, Cyborg. Five, Kickboxer. Six, Lionheart. Seven, Death Warrant. Eight, Double Impact. Oh, you lost. Nine, that. Universal Soldier. Ten, Nowhere to Run. Eleven, Hard Target. Twelve, Street Fighter. Thirteen, Time Cop. Fourteen, Sudden Death. Fifteen, Maximum Risk. Sixteen, Legionnaire. Seventeen, The Quest. Eighteen, Double Team. Nineteen, Knockoff. Twenty, Universal Soldier, The Return. Twenty-one, Desert Heat. Twenty-two, The Order. 23 replicant 24 in health 25 wake of death wow wow That's impressive thank you thank you now and then i have dvds and blu-rays and yeah so, you probably like it's a bummer for you because like his movies deserve to only be on vhs <laughs> and, and it kind of sucks that like jcvd obviously i don't think they put that on a vhs in 2008 no they did not yeah. so i i have a question uh, as far as your your collection of, of VHS, did you order them or did you find them by happenstance when you were at somewhere that because I, I like to like with record collecting, I like mm-hmm. to if there's something I really can't find, I'll order it. But typically I like to find things like I, I like yep. to search through green to look for stuff. Yes. Were, were they I, all happenstance? So I, so I know they weren't. Uh, some of them I've had to order and I still have uh three more that I'm on the hunt for. And then I will have the entire run of his movies on VHF tape. Which three are you missing? I have to bring out my, my phone. He's uh, going to pull up his discogs for VHS. I'm bringing up my discogs. Yeah. Um, so uh, the first movie, No Retreat, No Surrender, which is his first, well, not first, but like his first quote unquote starring role. There's two different versions of the movie. I'm looking for the other one of that. Um, mm. I want the actual like home video release of Death Warrant. I've got the MGM classic case. I want the the original one. And then uh, the most recent movie uh, that came out on VHS is called Derailed. And I need that one. So those are you the last have, three. You don't have Kung Fu Panda 3. It's not on VHS. It might be. Greg, is that a poster for the uh, Jenny Lewis movie, The Wizard, over your right shoulder? Uh, yes, it is. Wow. That is the uh, Scout Factory special edition release. Came with a poster. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, was that a fa- uh, favorite of yours when you were but a boy? Yes. Yeah. yeah, me too. Super Mario Brothers 3. Man, what a premiere. <laughs> the, the best. It was on the big screen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sai, you ever seen that movie? 
Super Mario Brothers 3. Super Mario Brothers 3, the movie, a.k.a. The Wizard. With John Lopezano. Starring Jenny Lewis and Christian Slater, weirdly, for like two scenes. Uh, Fred Savage. And Fred Savage, yeah. I don't remember it terribly well, but I did see it. Yeah, Bo Bridges is in it. Christian Slater's only in like four scenes or something, or five scenes. He's like got like almost like his scenes could have been filmed in one day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what a film! I gotta say, uh, a real great time. Agreed. It was obvious to me even back then that I'd be listening to the music and band of the lead actress in that when I was uh, older. I like that the thing about the Wizard that's fun is that it's got that dude who has the power of love, and there's like. They do all sorts of shit that was absolutely never possible with the power glove in it. Yeah, treating it like an actual steering wheel. Yeah, it's it's wild. I love it. I think he like plugs into like an arcade cabinet with it also. <laughs> um, it's great stuff. Anyway. My uh, wife has been having wrist pains and she's been wearing a, a brace for carpal tunnel. And every time she gets it out, I yell power glove. Mm, mm. She doesn't get the reference. Mm, mm. She doesn't know a power glove. I mean, I th- I think she kind of knows what it is. I don't think she's seen that movie though. Well, I think if you were Shea Serrano, famous writer, you mm. would, you would convince your wife to let you wear the power glove while you had sex. Mm. He wrote an essay about that once. Interesting. How was the essay? I don't think it was very good. It? it was. I think he wrote it for Old Deadspin before uh, they kicked everyone out. Um, Greg. Why Jean-Claude Van Damme? Of all of the dams and all of the vans <laughs> and all of the Jean-Claude's. Is it a goddamn? Uh, that's a great question. I have no idea. It's been uh, it's been this way since I was a kid. Uh, shout out to the video store in Danbury, Connecticut. Uh, the video store I used to go to. Uh, we were friendly with the owners and he would always, whenever they took posters down, he would say, go in the back, take whatever ones you want. My room was just filled with Jean-Claude Van Damme posters. And I don't know, I just always gravitated, <clears throat> excuse me, to him. And it's been like that my entire life. I don't know damn. why. Is it because he, he could do really good splits? You were like, damn, that guy can do a split. He can do a split. Well, famously in um, Double Impact, he says because of his karate, he can do the split so good. And then all the ladies swoon over him as he's doing an aerobics class. So, now, I mean, that's the thing I know about women is they love a dude who can do a split really good. It's true. Yeah, yeah. It's the number one quality. Now, because of your interest in Jean-Claude Van Damme and your fandom, uh, has that ever interested you to pursue martial arts? Like, have you done anything? Uh, oh, yeah. Like I, I, I did it for like a month when I was six. <laughs> okay. But being a, a fat kid watching TV was more important to me. So I stuck with that instead. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's good for young kids to learn what their priorities are. Very young. <laughs> I, I can't I can't be missing my Saturdays where I can watch Jean-Claude Van Damme movies to be going to dojo, get my ass YMCA. Kicked. Yeah. 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 I had a realization. I think like I don't think I did very many activities on the weekends when I was a kid until like I was in high school playing football. And I remember like playing football and being like, oh, fuck, this is my whole life now. <laughs> like just having that thought and being like, wait a minute. So I'm practicing every weeknight and I, and I have a game every Friday night <laughs> and practice on Sundays. We play <clears throat> shitty on Friday night. This is this is awful. This is my whole life. I'm giving Should, up everything. What did you do to fill your time when you were skipping CCD and your parents thought you were at CCD? What were you doing? Oh, that's a great question. I probably was just at home doing nothing like 
I'm probably at that age, like since I dropped out when I was in third grade, uh, I don't even really know. I was probably playing like baseball and stuff in the yard with my with my buddies, uh, my buddy John, my buddy Phil. We were probably playing like baseball. Sometimes we probably were playing Sega. Sometimes we were probably uh, sometimes we were probably like up to mischief riding bikes around. But like nothing notable. We we were just like, for all that I identify as an indoor kid, I was outside all the fucking time. Probably because there was like nothing. I mean, other than playing Sega, there was like nothing fun to do in my house. Right. Uh. So, you know, I, I think that was the big part of it. But um. But yeah, I was outside all the time. Like all I did was play outside. And know. as we know, Greg was indoors watching John Claude Van Damme movies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Damn right. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hey, Greg, did you ever, uh, quit CCD and then not tell your parents until you were supposed to make your confirmation? Uh, no, I'm a heathen and always have been. So great. Good for you. None I mean, of that God stuff. Same for me, but my parents <laughs> felt the pressure to make me raised in the Catholic church. And then I think my sister and I gave them a great gift because God knows they don't go to church and like, <laughs> they probably would have felt like they had to, if we actually like had done those things, but then we, we both dropped out without telling them and gave them the permission they needed to abandon a life of the Catholic church. <laughs> so you were, you were doing CCD while I was doing JCVD is what you're saying here. Yes. Well, I wasn't doing CCD. I was doing, <laughs> I, I, as soon as I was in first grade and I heard someone call it central city dump, I said, hell yeah, <laughs> gotta get out of here. This sucks. These teenage girls they're paying to teach classrooms full of 40 boys. <laughs> who are all fucking uh, hyper and insane because it's after directly after a very long school day. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was, it was not a learning environment. Let's put, just put it that way. Mm -hmm. I don't think I learned anything there, like ever, even a little bit at all. So, Greg, you were born in Connecticut and you lived in Connecticut until when? I'm still in Connecticut. Okay. Hell yeah. What do you like about Connecticut? Yeah, I was, I was, I was gonna, I was trying to hold back. I hate, I hate Connecticut. <laughs> Why do you hate it? Uh, it's a pain in the ass to drive through. Okay, shut up, Craig. Yeah. What do you like about it? Uh, hate breed. <laughs> hate breed. <laughs> I hate to breed. I hate to breed. Uh, it's just it's just where I live. I don't know. Is it that New Haven pizza? It's okay. I live <laughs> I live in New Haven, so um, damn. Is it that Louis Lunch or whatever the <laughs> burger place? No, screw that. Burgers need to be on a bun, not white bread. Wow. He, he said it, folks. <laughs> he said he's not impressed by their weird toasters from 1840 or whatever the fuck they make their burgers on. My other hot take, Pepe's Pizza, New Haven, sucks. So, Whoa, a Frank yeah. Pepe's hater. Let's go. Wow, wow. Get them I all think it, I think it's pretty good. It's not the best pizza I've ever had, but I, I like the white clam pizza they have there that they're known for. I think it's pretty good. Nope. Greg, wow. important question. Are you going to come see me when my cousin forces me to go see Jeff Rosenstock in September in New Haven? Hey, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Excellent. I'll say hello. He'll be making this face. That's it. Very stoic. Yeah, I, I won't be able to tell if you like Jeff Rosenstock or not. You'll you'll find me with my arms crossed near the bar. Uh, mm, me too. Mm, yeah, mm. same. Damn. Uh, that guy rules. He was my one-time classmate in school. He's a cool dude. Yeah, we would have been best buddies. But I left that school, left it behind. Yeah. Uh, Rosenstock. And anyway, uh, yeah, I, my last question for you, Greg, and this is a really important one before we get to the next segment of the show. 
who's your World Series prediction? Like, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen this year? World Series prediction for this year. Let's go Pirates. Okay. And Pirates and the Expos aren't a team anymore. You can't. This this prediction is already very bad since you picked the Pirates, a team that is allergic to winning. But please continue. I'm going Pirates and Mariners. Wow. Okay. I, I like so the Mariners pick. He went for a team that's 26 and 27 and a team that's 28 and 26, who are respectively <laughs> in second and fourth in their divisions right now. That's all right. There's plenty of time. It's a There's long season. Do you the Mariners that, are seven and three in their last 10. Pretty do you good. believe that Francisco Rodriguez is actually the age that he says he is? I do not. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> what age does he say he is? At 19? He's not 19. Something like that. He he says he's he said he's like twenty one and he looks like he's a forty five year old man. I mean, he also, might be like thirty. You mean Julio Rodriguez? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Names are hard. I mixed Francisco up. Francisco Rodriguez and was and a baseball player, so yeah, he's making up guys. No, I'm not making up guys. I've been teasing Cool Hand Luca about it for a year and a half now. That, that dude's older than he says he is because he was he really excited. Like that old. He says he's 22. He looks like he could be like 20, 24, 25, 26. He, looks he doesn't like look like he's, he's like 35. He looks like he's 32 years old. No. <laughs> it's the eyebrows. He's got yeah, he's like got big eyebrows. He's got like a, a, a crunched up brow. Like he looks like a he's been through some shit and he's old. <laughs> well, he grew up in the Dominican Republic. He probably has been through some shit. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess. But he's he's definitely older than 22. I don't know, man. I don't know. You said the same thing about Ruben Sierra, and you were wrong. No, I did not. You said I've, this, I've never talked to you about Ruben Sierra. You said the same thing about Adrian Beltre, and you were the same wrong. Thing. Danny Almonte. You said the same thing about Carlos Beltran, and you were wrong. Yeah. Well, he was right about Danny Almonte. You, you said that one. Yeah, you said the same thing about Danny Almonte, and you were right oh, about that th- one, I guess. You throw a bunch of stuff up against the wall, eventually something's going to stick. Mm-hmm. So we got a Pirates Mariners pick, uh, and if you had to pick a Jean Claude Van Damme movie that will get an unnecessary sequel before he dies, what movie would you pick? Wow! Does it have to be one of his franchise movies, or can it be something that he's been? No, in? it can be something that, like it could be like Sudden Death Two, The Deafening, or whatever. Okay, uh, The Expendables. If I had to guess, well, they'll make another one of those. Bet. He's dead in The Expendables. Well, he's already dead. That's never stopped anyone. Well, in the yeah, Fast I mean, like movies. four or five people have come back from the dead in the Fast and the Furious series. Well, that's because the Expendables is more lifelike, uh, more real life than yeah, Fast and Furious. For sure. Um, mm. But also uh, that stunned silence from your question, shit, is because I just you made me think about Jean-Claude Van Damme's death and it really came oh, over. Sorry. Me there. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, he's like <laughs> 60 years old, right? I'm just saying like I'm not saying he's like going to die tomorrow, but like nobody lives forever. Um. I'm going to say they should do another hard target with him so he can have a greasy mullet again. Ooh, hard target too. Soft target. He's 62 years old right now. Soft target. 62 years old. Born October 18, 1960. And he's got at least another 60. I mean, maybe. He he might. Who knows? If anyone does, it's him. But I had this thought the other day. Like, I was at my parents' house. I was visiting them. And I was like, I grew up in this house, largely. how many more times am I going to be at this house before this house is not in my life anymore? Jesus like Christ. 200. Let's get dark. Yeah, 150. It's, it's, it's really 300, dark. 500. <laughs> Ooh, lights off. My point just is, I had this thought because if you think about it, like you're always moving through some percent, like the percentage of stuff in your life is always changing. Right. So like, I was like, have I 
already had 95% of my memories of this house are already complete. Is it 99%? Is it 91%? I, I don't know, but it's somewhere like that, right? Like after you die, will it be 0%? And that doesn't even mean, well, that would be a hundred percent. I will make no new memories when I'm dead. But my, my point is like, it doesn't have to mean that like my parents are like, they're both in good health, uh, not wood. Uh, and they're young, you know, for being parents, but like, who knows shit changes people move and change their minds and need different living situations and who the fuck knows like things change but it's just an interesting thing to think about because nothing lasts forever everything is impermanent and uh yeah i don't know i I just you had a chance to quote november rain and you blew it (laughs) nothing lasts forever even cold november rain (laughs) hang on let me whistle it whistle And Greg, this is why we're a hip podcast. Here's a guitar solo. There there we go. What do you think? Pretty good? Uh, Yeah, it was good. Greg, you got any good summer plans? We're on the precipice of summer. You going to any Red Sox games this year? No Red Sox games planned. You Um, could get in for like 12 bucks. You can definitely get in for 25, stadium room only. It's it's tough. I have I have a four year old and a newborn. Um, you bring the four year old newborn. You can't really bring to a baseball game. Yeah. Um, also, what? the drive would be detrimental. Yeah. Um, to and back. Um, but yeah, summer plans. Uh, just go into our usual spot up in Maine for a week. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, we like is Maine. It, is it Central Maine? Are you on the coast? Uh, yeah, it's actually York. So it's uh like right past new hampshire right oh, yeah there. yeah very nice yeah, great great place um and then uh going down to north carolina to stay in a stay with some friends in the in a house on the beach uh and that's that's basically the summer for us that sounds great i love it i, I think really nice. most of my traveling is done i may have another mysterious trip coming up in july but we'll see mysterious huh mm. um yeah but we'll just have to see about that. I don't know. But yeah, I think that that sounds like a that sounds like a great summer. And also, uh, yeah, I think you should go to a Red Sox game. Take the four year old, sleep at Size House. He's offering. Just do it. Thank you, Size. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, it's like he lives like probably an hour and a half from Fenway Park, right? Around yeah, there, probably about that hour twenty. Yeah, but it's closer to New Haven. Like you can very easily just go stay with him, mm. and you know. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm 50 minutes from New Haven. I know this because I didn't want to go to see Jeff Rosenstock in Boston. And my cousin, my cousin was like, well, New Haven's even further. And I'm like, yeah, I still would rather go to New Haven than Boston. I'm sorry. <laughs> does anybody call it shoe Haven? Yeah, does anyone call it that? Is there a, uh, like a Nike store that's called shoe Haven? I have no idea. Hmm. But you, you know, you just did. So yes, somebody does call it shoe Haven. Interesting. Well, uh, we couldn't do the show. Greg, is there anything you'd like to plug this week? I would like to plug, uh, this great podcast that's called rounding down. And, wow. um, you should listen to it. It's a great show. And, uh, let's also plug uncle Franklin. Congratulations to the Miami heat. Hate you. Um, I have to go. We had a bet. And I have to go on the podcast now, which is fine oh, because I've, yeah, because I've wanted to go on anyway. So it feels like you tricked him. I did, it, was his, it was his idea. I mind tricked him because like it's more of a punishment if like 
It was his he idea. He had to come on this show or you, like. It was his idea. He's like, loser has to, has to come on the other's podcast. Because I tried um, to get him to come on right before the Heat Boston series started, but he had finals or whatever. Damn. Teaching, teaching finals. Well, I, I mean, let's look for that side appearance. Uh, Greg, you're on Twitter. You're at Wobbly Greg, correct? Yeah, that sounds right. Great. And we, this isn't the, <laughs> this isn't the great Greg member, but we did have you on and the Greggiest on somewhat recently. So if we ever get that great Greg Vember together, we'll give you a call. I'll be ready. Great. Sai, anything you would like to plug? Uh, nope. I'm good. Okay. I'm going to plug the show is at running down. It's been size. It's if you any rate and review the show on Apple podcasts, it's not called iTunes anymore. Stop calling it that. And also, if you have a thousand dollars you want to give to a good cause, dollar sign right now on the cash app. It's the best cause I can think of, honestly. There's yeah. uh, none more deserving. That's true. It's Each according to their abilities and according to their kindness. Uh, VHS Vandal called it iTunes the other day and I corrected him. So you, you know. VHS Vandal, you absolute dolt. It's called Apple Podcasts. What's funny is he listens to the show and he listened recently. He had to like it had to have been like stuck in his brain, but he, he like had, unironically he had heard, called it iTunes. He had to have heard me say that one the line that I say is a joke yes. every single week. Yep. For the last six months. No, I don't there's things like that that there's things I do on the show that are very obviously bits, but that they're just for me because no one comments on them. No one ever says like no one ever appreciates them to me publicly. I'm just doing them for me. And that's one of them. Shit's asking uh, our audience now at the end of the show to make sure you publicly appreciate no, don't, the, don't, the don't funny bits that he has on the podcast. How many, like, here's the thing. I was thinking about this the other day. How many more episodes of Rounding Down are left? Are we at the know. top? Or have we done 99% of the show? Have we done 95% of the show? <laughs> uh, 195, 195 comes out tomorrow. So Do we have, do we have 5% left? Do we have 1% of the show left? Who's to say? Things change. That's all I'm saying. We're still writing the story, baby. Damn right. All right. Uh, Well, for Cy, for Greg, for myself, uh, as always, fuck you. See you later. Rounding Down is created by Chip. Produced by Chip and Cy. Music by Corey Major. And artwork by Sean This was a Buzzcast Network production. Wow.